This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's upset you now? A, a man came round to cut down some tree uh, branches that were in a dangerous position the other day, and he was only young, and he insisted... He, I said, do you want coffee or tea? And normally, tradespeople go, oh, yeah, build us tea, you know, with two sugars. He was like you, he wanted real coffee with oat milk and everything. I thought, God, what's happened to them? But admittedly, I was in, I was in liberal elitist North London, you know, where even the, even the tradespeople are wanting oat milk lattes now. But I thought it was a bit much. But luckily, I did have it anyway. I had it because my wife drinks it, you know. So I, we, had, we had it. Luckily, we were able to appease their insane demands. They probably have left the trees hanging down in a really dangerous way if they hadn't had the oat milk. Um, but watch out, watch out for that, because if this probably go all over the country, so down in, in London now, even people that just come to cut down a tree or fix something, they want oat milk, and that is that it starts here. And, you know, if you're watching this... If you're watching this in Leeds or somewhere, pretty soon you're going to have to have all oat milk stacked up, ready for them. And, um, you yeah. know, anyway... That's not even the thing that I hate. That's not even the, the prepared thing that I hate that you've told me I've got to think of. What's a dangerous tree? Well, a dangerous tree is one where uh, the in- entire inside of it has rotted, and although it looks lovely, it could fall down at any at any moment. That's a dangerous oh. tree. Also, a tree which, I mean, there aren't any around here, but a tree which would um, <laughs> harbour poisonous creatures like snakes and things. You might want to get that then. The worst thing, you probably might have this where you are. The, we get African parrots. Do you get them green parrots where you are? Well, this is the, 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 the urban myth, isn't it, that one escaped from Jimi Hendrix's flat, uh, and that's where, that's where they've come from. Yeah, that's one of them. If there's another one that they escaped from the set of The African Queen or the, um, filming in, like, you know, Pinewood or somewhere with uh, Humphrey Bogart. There's loads of urban myths about them, but the, the parrots are here. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. And, uh, and I... Um, is this the thing now? Is this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, well, let's just this because I can, te- I can tell you a load about them because, um, because uh, Dave uh, Callahan who's got a great new solo album out and is the lead singer of 80s surviving um, 
corrosive satirical comment indie rock band the wolfhounds um is also editor of the bird magazine <laughs> and so he um he is a good go-to in fact he advised um the taskmaster bloke alex on um his one-man show about bird watching that he did but you know he just like sets tasks to people now but he used to do proper shows <laughs> he, um, he did, a, did a show anyway but he, t- he told me that the green parrots you see them in the garden, like they'll come in loads of them, and they're slight. They're not dangerous, but they're, they're you know. But they um they live they, they 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 live in they live in massive colonies in um disused warehouses and things, and then they break up into smaller fragments and fly around. They they each have a territory that they hunt, and then they go back to um to where they all roost, like they would do in a cave in South America or something. I mean, the only interesting thing about that is that I know that because a bloke who, as well as being a top ornithologist, is also one of our leading underground. <laughs> Uh, rock people knows that but um but the, that's how, it is, I, I'm, do I have to start hating things now because I know I mean I don't really hate anything that you've I've, I've, I don't mind the parrots I don't really care about the the soya milk the problem is I think I'm probably bi- a bit bipolar and I've been in I'm in a really good mood today I had to get up really early oh, to take my the one, the one day of the year well I had to get up really early to take my kid to uh his Duke of Edinburgh walk uh, so I had a nice early start at uh, half five I got up I've cycled all the way to Camden from Hackney and back I've seen some really nice nature I've had a couple of interactions I have an interaction with a Colombian woman about um, whether it was safe to cycle uh, along Holloway Road and she told me that Colombia is a lawless place and that if you were stopped for anything you just bribed the police but she looked like she was looking back on it with nostalgic fondness to me to living in a lawless place so I've had a great day I've met citizens of the world I've seen wildlife I've seen a wasp's nest I've seen a wasp nest and I've talked to a man about it I said is that it was a, he lived on a boat there was a big wasp nest there I said I said are the wasps bothering you he said no as long as you don't bother them they leave you alone but then he said but one has bitten me that's definitely and I thought, not true it hasn't, it hasn't bitten him that is definitely not true it hasn't been, been bitten by a wasp but I didn't want to look like a North London liberal elitist and start going I don't think they bite you I think it's those things so but as you can see it's been already been a great day I don't hate anything I don't even hate I don't hate the wasps you must so do you think you're instead of being sort of one personality that looks at the world in a certain in a certain way constantly what you're saying is you're a sort of walking mood and that if we if you if we kept yeah. you in a different mood, you will be essentially a different. It's quite philosophical. You'll be a different person. Yeah. Although I did think of a thing that I hate today, because I precisely because I saw something that I liked. <laughs> but, I, but I know you don't. I know that this isn't the thing that I like. Reminds me of the thing that I hate. And um, but and I, but I know you don't want this to be. You've sent me a brief saying it's not like stand-up comedy, and we don't talk about comedy. But it is a bit of a comedy cliche. There's a street I cycle along four times a day. There's two good things about it. It's behind it. Well, it's behind the prison off uh, uh, in uh, Islington, and um, it's it was the birthplace and the childhood home of the. Um, uh, pre-war music hall comedian Florence Desmond I advise everyone to look her up on um, YouTube she did a hilarious act where she did loads of impressions of film stars all rolled together she was George Formby's double act partner and in the Ooh. war she raised our troops spirits with her hit single I've got the deepest air raid shelter in town <laughs> so and I I think about her Every day, as I drive past, and I read her autobiography, and I, I can work out which um, 
house was which is really interesting and Robin Asquith knew her apparently when he was a kid so that's but anyway so I think about that and on that street where Florence Desmond lived there are two cats that are always out the one cat is blind and it belongs to a pub but it seems to have worked out it functions fine the woman takes it for a walk once a day and it, I th- it's a blind cat, but presumably it doesn't know it's blind. So it just, it, it like eats food and smells things and people stroke it. And it probably thinks that's absolutely brilliant, right? Sometimes it's on the roof, but it doesn't fall off. So I don't know. <laughs> but I just think, what a fantastic creature that is. Then opposite that, there's an orange cat that is always about, it, and I, I ask people, it belongs to the street. No one really owns it. It's got a little house that it sleeps in and put, someone puts a blanket out for it every day where it sits and it's sort of the communal property of the street. I don't know where it's come from. And the cats are fantastic and I, I, they really cheer me up every time I go along that road. And they made me think, so I was thinking of what I hate because I've got to talk to you about hating things and it made me think of how much I hate dogs. Now I know that cats and dogs is like a cliche of comedy this isn't a routine because if I was doing this as a routine I'd cross it out immediately you can't do cats and dogs what are you what are you one of the most highly paid American stand-ups in the world you know you can't do that so so but I do hate dogs because they're because they're the opposite of cats and all the things that made me happy about the cats that I see every day on my cycling when I see dogs, they they make me they they annoy me like like I have to stop. Okay, I cycle with my daughter. We see the cats. We stop. We talk to them. It's great. If if I see dogs, unaccompanied horrible dogs that blokes have now, I have mean? to on, get her Stuart, to the side. Stu- no, 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 no. What? What do you mean the horrible dogs that blokes have now? What do you mean <laughs> no. now? What do you mean now? Now, now, now. I mean now. Not like it used to be. When it was, all right, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, the Dangerous Dogs Act, right, which that was changed, wasn't it? And you don't have to have a dog licence or anything. I mean, I'm talking about the 80s when you weren't alive. But so what now you have Bill really... Zyke, Bill Sykes? That's a, well, yeah, well, that was, that was lawless. That was when Victorian England was like Columbia back then. You could do whatever you wanted. But, it, but that's what I mean, sort of Bill Sykes dogs. There'll be a, Bill, a couple of Bill Sykes dogs and a Bill Sykes type Cockney London bloke who's probably descended from Bill Sykes. One, not a North London liberal elitist bloke. Rolling, barreling along the canal towpath with two horrible dogs not on leads. And if you've got a kid, you've, you've, not because they can... They, right, what, the thing about cats, right? I'm not trying to be, get my own Netflix special, by the way. But the thing about cats, the thing about cats, what are they all? The thing about cats is they're pets, right? And they've been evolved to be really good pets. And one of the reasons cats are good pets is because they're unlikely to kill a child, right? They're unlikely to kill a child. But dogs, we've evolved them into pets, and they're awful because they can kill children and blind you with their excrement. And they've actually they've failed at the one thing they're supposed to be, which is a pet, because they're not. They're not. Because if 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 you were building it from scratch, I'm going to invent a pet. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. It will look nice, and it will. You can throw a ball for it. The only problem is its excrement will blind you. And it will it may rip a child's throat out, having been previously. You go. That is not an acceptable right, pet it's design. Glitches. <laughs> it's not an acceptable pet design, is it? And yet we tolerate them, and we also tolerate the people that that own them and wander about with them. And actually, it's not. It's like having a nuclear <laughs> missile with you or something. It's not really acceptable to have them, is it? 
My kid nearly went blind from dog excrement. He went and rolled around in a load of um, leaves, and I said to him, don't do that. But he did. It didn't matter. He thought, and then he got. He was 28 years old at the time. No, he wasn't. But he was good. But he. But he um, it was really bad, you know. And that was from dog dog excrement because the owners just some of them they pick it up. But even that, that's not. It's not great, is it? Having to people, see that. People definitely lapsed with that during the sort yeah. of uh, pandemic. Yeah. People kind of got a bit lazy with picking up. Uh, the old dog shit. Well, um, I, don't, I, I don't want to sound like a North London Metropolitan Liberal leader, so I think it's partly because we left the EU. <laughs> And a lot of people, no, seriously, a lot of people that voted to leave the EU, they sort of think that all annoying woke laws are suspended now, don't they? They think they think cleaning up a toxic mess that can blind a child is what a sort of transgender person does or something, or a, or a woke snowflake and so they think they don't have to do it now because it's come from they think that's come from Brussels or something and so they can live in their paradise of food shortage dog shit and then they they do that's the sort of thing they think but I'm not trying to be like a North London metropolitan that's the kind that's the kind of people that own dogs isn't it for example, the prime Boris Johnson's got a dog. Right? There's been a, there's been um, there's been a cat in Downing Street, hasn't there, for years, and it's fine. And the cat is doesn't care whether you're Labour or Tory. You come in and you have the cat, the Downing Street cat, and it's fine. And it's it's as unfriendly to the Lord Labour Party as it would be to the Tory. That's the great thing about them. He's brought a dog into that environment. He doesn't even like that dog. It means as much to him as his wives or children. And it's just it's just there as a prop, isn't it, to make him look like a bloke who's got a dog. Oh, I've got a dog. Vote for me. And he, but he's brought it. He's brought it into a place where there's a cat, and it was will have traumatized that cat to bring a dog in where that cat's been happy. And it's that's the sort of person that owns a dog, a person that doesn't care about anything else, you know. Perfect title for a punk song, that. Boris Johnson's got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> are you someone that... I am someone. You are someone. <laughs> <laughs> that in the outside world, once you've left the house, are you someone that manages to keep your temper, hold your temper in if you are internally sort of losing it in a situation in the in the outside world. For example, <clears throat> I'll give you an example of my, my own. If I'm, if I've not had my morning coffee, I've not yeah. slept and then, and then I end up sort of, I mean, cause I'm con, I wake up late. I'm just always late. Just con, I am late. I'll be late. I've got, I'm actually meeting Paul after this. I will be running late. I'm just, that's, it's very stressful. So what it means is then, if I call my girlfriend and she's got her phone on sort of night mode, she's forgotten to take it off night mode, so then it doesn't go through, I end up being sort of Basil Fawlty and I'll be that crazy person in the street going, fucking hell, God, just answer the phone. And I think I, I sort of go mad. Could could someone witness you losing your temper in the outside world, or do you manage to hold it in? Well, I hold it in, but my kids say that I am far more menacing than I realise. <laughs> if, if there's, if there's, you know, like uh, if I'm dealing with something where, I, and it's partly because I, you know, you know what my, you know, my act is is, is an exaggeration of things about me. Um, yes. Like, like, like if I don't understand 
why something doesn't make sense in a shop I'll just ask the person to explain it again because that's just how I think I'm not trying to be uh, but then they say that person was really frightened of you because you seemed insane um, but I wasn't trying to be I just uh, but actually to be fair to them another thing that I do is often pretend not to understand things in order to get material and in fact in fact weirdly the other, the other week I was in about two months ago I was in London and there were these blokes I don't know what had happened they were like having a fight you know in around the back of Oxford Street one was squaring up to the other and the other one was going away and then a security guard came out of somewhere and he tried to break up and they weren't like a drunk or you know they weren't like those people that wake up in the street wanting a fight something had happened they didn't know each other either and I decided to start asking them questions about what they were doing as if I didn't understand what was happening so that so that so that I thought they might say something funny you know and I was going uh, oh do you know him or what and they were like fucking know him no and I and and um, then and then I realised that across the road outside a cafe was Jamali Maddox and he saw me he saw me acting like an idiot to try and see what would happen and then I was really embarrassed and I, I went to him oh do you do that you know go and get involved in things to see if if you can make it worse to get a routine out of it he was going no not really I felt like I'd been rumbled you know